raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. Don't stop me because I'm having a good time, having a good time. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car. You know what this is missing? It's missing a little something. I think it's missing this. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Harvick caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions! It is a dynasty! The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime! I'm traveling at the speed of light, I'm gonna make a supersonic woman of you! Three times in five years, nobody's stopping Pat Mahomes. Oh, I love that he was Pat. But like you know him, old Pat Mahomes. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. Pat McCrory, Pat Mahomes. MVP of the game. I mean, this is the, first, the only the second overtime that has ever occurred in a Super Bowl. So I've got to I've got to admit that this must be like the one of the all time nail biter games. Oh, I think so. I was talking to Bernie, so I. I fell asleep beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, me too. Well, no, beginning of the third quarter. Sorry. <laughs> and, then, and then I woke up and I saw, I was kind of squinting and I said, because I have the TV on when I go to sleep. Yeah. And I, I squinted and I said, is it OT? And then I went, oh, OT. I got to get back and watch the end of this. And so I actually saw the end live because I woke back up. Oh, lucky you. I didn't see it until I, because I, I DVR'd the game as well. And so I watched it this morning before I looked up the headlines because <laughs> I wanted to pretend like I was watching it in real time. I did that one time. It was one of the saddest, saddest evenings of my life as a sports fan. It's like the music's kind of slowing down when I say this. Oh, well, this was a great song to wake up to, by the way. So it's like 10 years ago, and I had a DVR, and I had all this grass to mow on the final afternoon of the Masters. And so I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and mow the grass, but I'm going to tape the Masters. I'm going to sit down at like 7 or 5, and no one's going to talk to me all day. I don't want to know what happened. And um, I sat down, and I was all ready to go. And this is when I wasn't working morning, so I, I could actually watch the whole thing. Um, and then I started it, and it started rolling, and it cut off after five minutes. Oh. <laughs> so I walked in the next room and pulled it up on the uh, computer. and was like, oh, nice. But anyway, I feel like I'm starting on a downer. Do we need to start this back up? No, we can start it back up because we're going to have a good time. (laughs) I sang so loud this morning. I was hopping all around because 
I did have fun watching the Super Bowl. Um, Bo and I were live texting each other <laughs> during uh, the whole um, America the Beautiful and the National Anthem, which I can't wrap my brain around Post Malone. I didn't really like it. And I, and I, I like Post Malone. Well, I, He's okay. But. I felt like his guitar was off with the background music or something at the yeah. beginning of the song. And I kept feeling like he's going to spit his teeth out. Does he? Are the teeth? Does he need the teeth? I mean, does he have dental issues, or is that just a fashion statement? I think it's a fashion thing. I got to be honest with you. I was uh, coming back, just uh, driving yesterday afternoon, and uh, I did not see Post Malone. I got I got oh. home right when Reba started singing. Oh, you and and she like I love the um, my favorite part of the national anthem was they were showing the, the red, white, and blue fireworks you know coming out of the the stadium, but the the. What's the ball in the new ball? The globe, the sphere, the sphere. sphere. where you two plays. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And it was it was all red, white, and blue and decked out. And I was like, man, that's a really cool feature of Vegas now. Well, uh, they announced over the weekend that uh, when U two finishes their what do they call it residency there? Yeah. The uh, Dead and Company is next. You know oh. the uh, Grateful Dead. Is uh, John Mayer? What's that? Uh, John I, I assume so. I was going to ask if it was Larry Buckhorn. Is Larry Buckhorn playing? <laughs> He's in line. He's waiting. <laughs> hey, why do they have flyovers on stadiums that are covered? I wondered that last night. Is, is, that, is there a reason why they do that? I mean, the fans can't really see it, right? Is the is the roof opaque? Like, it, can you see through it? I don't. I, that's a great question. I maybe, don't know. It, maybe it is. It just looked like the roof was on it, and I was like, why are they doing a flyover? I think it's for all of the people who couldn't afford to go inside. I think it's for all the people outside who think, oh, the game's about to begin. I like it. And and for the TV production, which, you know, J.J. Jansen last week was in here talking about the fact that NFL is all about entertainment, and they didn't disappoint. That was a highly entertaining game. It was. Oh, I mean, I think that's an all-time game. Now, Zoke is not in studio today. We'll talk to him uh, by phone just past 7 o'clock, so we'll get his thoughts on where it stacks all-time, because Zoki has been to two Super Bowls, and he also called uh, the most famous overtime game in playoff history, which was the double OT St. Louis game uh, from the uh, first Super Bowl run. And then uh, we also have our buddy David Oakley from Boone Oakley Advertising here in town to talk about the ads. Now, what was the what was the word that I most often text you texted you during the game last night? Fine. Yeah. This was fine. And it wasn't just the ads. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I there were some high spots and some low spots, but for m- most of last night, I was just kind of in the middle. You were just meh. Yeah. Meh. And I, and I don't mean to put a downer on things because it was a the game. Now, the game itself, the end, was incredible. But a lot of the stuff that you look forward to kind of in and around the game, I was just sort of there. Like Usher. We'll talk about Usher. I was talking to Bernie. I, I, I certainly don't think it was a bad halftime show, but I also don't think it was among the greatest. But there are people who think this was the greatest thing they've seen in a long time last night. Well, so what did I text you? When he came out on roller skates, I was like, am I watching Xanadu? <laughs> like, but it was so crazy. When was the last time you saw anybody perform in a concert on roller skates? Well, and I thought the same thing. I thought, those aren't roller blades. Those are roller skates. skates. I wonder if now there's going to be a resurgence in roller skates. Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, I bet it's a Kate skating rink. You know, it's a uh, isn't it at an Indian land or Indian trail? Indian, no. Indian trail. Indian trail. Let's just go ahead. And I let, grew up there. Let's talk about the the best roller rink around is Fry's uh, Roller Rink in Concord. Well, <laughs> it still smells the same. I took my niece there. It's still the same. 
Bo, I think skates are going to come back. You missed it on Friday, but Flounder down the hall at WFNZ. I saw a picture Had of to that. pay off a bet on roller skates, and I think that's the reason why this has all started. Yeah, because so Flounder, Flounder started the, this set whole the trend. standard for Usher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's check traffic. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the highs and lows of last night, because uh, I have lots of thoughts. I know Beth does. I know Bernie does. Maybe you do, too, at 704-570-1110. Greatest game ever? Where does it stack up? Where does Usher stack up? And uh, some of the ads, uh, I, I there were a few that I liked, but then there were a few I was like, "What is going on? Am I like you spent all this money for that?" But I guess that's uh, that's pretty par for the course, right? News, <laughs> News Talk eleven ten WBT Boomer Von Cannon. I'm with you on that, Bo. They're not. They didn't really knock it out of the park, <laughs> exactly. And when Boomer says that, you know it's true. Because <laughs> I was looking forward to them, man. I'm like, well, we all hit the snag every now and then. <laughs> what was that noise, Boomer? Well, uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> We spent how much money on this thing? <laughs> mm, I think some heads may be rolling this week somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Today's that. the day that all the marketing people get fired. Yep, yep. That's true. Yeah. Turnaround day. Woo, here we go. See, it's rare you find people like us. And since we in here celebrating the 20th anniversary professions, I need everybody in here to put one hand in the air. Now, see, I was watching social media last night. I think, I think the most positive comments about Usher came from this room. Not Beth, not Bo, but Bernie was all about this. Mm. I grew up with Usher, man. Like '90s. I feel like this halftime show was made for '90s kids. I really do. Well, I think that they owed the 90s kids because we had, two years ago, we had yeah, that Dr. whole... Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, Eminem. Dog. Yes. This was... And and I know it was... I, I, I had a couple listeners that commented on my, my Twitter post, my tweet, that, you know, they didn't love the halftime show. And oh. I totally understand it. Like, I know there's plenty of people out there that are just... Ah, I, they could give take or leave Usher, but... I grew up listening to Usher. He really got me into R&B. Oh, I love like, it. Like, a lot of these songs, like, he played his hits, and he has so many hits. Well, and I'm going to tell you, that guy can dance. He can perform, and I he mean, was singing live. There was no, like, faking that. Yeah, there were a couple times where he laughed. He kind of giggled to himself, which I thought was cool, because a lot of times you watch these performers, and you know that they're not singing it. Look, I got nothing against Usher. In fact, I, I think it was probably in the upper echelon of performances that I've seen. It's just not my favorite. Like, I don't think you'll ever be able to touch Prince. Uh, Michael Jackson, back the year he did it, I was talking to Bernie before you got here, Beth. You know, Michael Jackson's performance, Michael Jackson came out and stood on the stage for 90 seconds and did nothing, and people just went crazy. But that was also the year where the halftime show changed from being, like, up with people right. or, or marching bands that's when it became headliners every year. The thing that it is. Well, you know what I loved about Usher's performance when he first came out and he had that the, the cape on, you know, and he was like sitting on that tiny little side stage. The first I don't know, it felt like 5 minutes of his performance, he was actually on the field. He wasn't yes. on a stage. He was kind of amongst dancers and on the grass of the field, and I thought that was a cool production choice. 100%, I dug it. 100%. I it's funny you say that cuz I thought, you know, he's just 
I remember seeing Bruce Springsteen in Greensboro for the first time about 15 years ago, and it was basically just a, a, make, a stage and his band, and that's all they needed. They didn't need crazy light shows. Yeah. They didn't need all this sort of CGI stuff. And I thought there was an element of that. Usher last night because it's just the field. It's the field they're about to play on, or they just finished playing on. I thought... Um, I thought Usher was 10 times better than The Weeknd. I thought he was 10 times better than J-Lo and Shakira a few years. I just, uh, you know, not my all-time favorite, but I I, I said this before we went to break. I wonder how many kids are going out buying the roller skates after this. I hope they do, because skating needs to come back. It's really, really good for you. (laughs) But I loved, I'm with you, Bernie. I'm an Usher fan, too, because I take this cardio funk class (laughs) with a (laughs) bunch of ladies on Saturdays. And the... With Ada's bunker! (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of the songs that that, um, the the teacher's name is Lem Houston. He's amazing. And he dances like Usher, and a lot of the songs that we dance to are Usher songs. So, like, Hey Daddy, which he did not perform. And I'm talking old Usher songs, like the classics. Those are the Usher songs that I love. But he, New Usher's like, eh. He didn't perform Hey Daddy, yet they had stripper poles, you know, from the side. That's true. They did have stripper oh, poles. Oh, did they? Yes. yes. I didn't even notice that. It was right after the skates. It was when it was when Ludacris was coming out and rapping oh. the, when they were singing Yeah. But I did like his performance with Alicia Keys. There was there was chemistry between the two of them. It was kind of sexy, the two of them. They were cute. They were so cute. Well, and he's forty-five. I, you know, I didn't realize I, I, that he's forty-five. I said, "How old is Usher?" And I said, "Emma, how many people do you think right now are googling how old Usher was when he took his shirt off?" Because he's <laughs> he looks great. He looks fantastic. Well, but they were saying that he was celebrating thirty years of his music. Was his first hit when he was fifteen? I remember playing his first song. I was working with Hancock, uh, running the board one afternoon, and he had this song. Uh, uh, the, what was it? Is it my way? No, it was, um, gosh, uh, Leave the One You're With, Start a New Relationship. Oh, um, you know the song I'm talking about. I don't. Was he 15? He was really young. Like, he was like, you know how B- Justin Bieber had the real high voice when he started? Yes. Usher's voice was pretty high when Which, he started, too. It's called way, You Make Me Wanna. Yeah, yeah. You on. Make Me Wanna. How was Justin Bieber not part of that halftime show last night? I was fully expecting him. Who said that to me, too. I I'm was, glad he didn't come out. I was fully expecting him to come out because Usher found him, right? Usher yeah. f- like found him on YouTube and made him into a thing. And they used to do, you remember when Justin Bieber was just a cute little guy and they were performing, it was might have been the Grammys or the American Music Awards and little teeny tiny Justin Bieber came out and they danced back and forth like they did a little dance yeah. off. Well, they were talking, there were rumors last week that he was in contact with uh, with Bieber. I, I thought Bieber was going to be the closer and they were going to do exactly what you just said. Yes. And they did not. You know, I mean, he pulled out all the stops and somehow paid Little John to show up. No. <laughs> I did, y'all. I'm so sorry. When Little John came out and started going, yeah! I was so excited. I mean, I knew that did not sound like Little John, but I loved it. And but, ludicrous. But when you saw Little John, were you not thinking about him being on The Apprentice? When he was on The Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Meatloaf? 100%. And John Rich? Like, 100%. There are so many B-list celebrities that were on The Celebrity Apprentice that just pop up in places. I kind of want to be Little John later in my life. I just want to be on everybody's album going, yeah! Just a hype man. <laughs> just a hype man. Hype man beef. Just yelling. So we all... We all well, Bernie loved Usher. Beth and I liked I Usher. I liked it. I, do, I did like it's the It's definitely, skates. I think it's just in the top five for me, but I think Prince is still my number one. That That is my oh. number one. And I wasn't old enough to remember Michael Jackson. I mean, singing Purple so Rain good. in the Ooh. Rain. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was hard to beat Prince. Yeah. That's my number one. So. Well, I mean, I'll always have a special place in my heart with up for people, up with people. <laughs>
because I didn't even know like like that we I would, we don't have time to get into all that. But you you sort of did like the the thirty for thirty on them two years ago today actually. Remember that right. we got in that whole conversation about <laughs> up with people <laughs> and how how I was not a member of the up with people troop. I do not know. <laughs> I don't believe you. I think you were. You're just keeping it under wraps. I was their choreographer. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. I was standing You were there say this is the one last night that uh, affected you the most i loved this ad i loved this ad and the, the whole message was jesus didn't teach hate he washed feet that's that's that was the message and the imagery was just pictures of different people washing the feet of other people, whether it be people in headscarves, people who had drug paraphernalia around them, people who um, were immigrants, people who were, uh, you know, different races. It was just beautiful imagery. And the whole message was Jesus didn't teach hate, that we should not be hating each other or teaching hatred of any kind. And I mean, to have a, a, an audience of 200 million people, I mean, I'm sure we'll get the numbers out. And for that to be the message, I loved that. It touched me in my heart. It touched me in my soul. I mean, washing feet is one of the most beautiful things that you can do if you are of the Christian faith. It's something that people do. I mean, we did it on uh, you know, mission trips. You know, when, when I was in Haiti, it's just one of those things that is so personal and so lovely. And I, I just loved that ad. And it was the NXS song but not it wasn't NXS singing the song but it was set to an NXS song yeah never tear us apart uh, the big hit from uh, from from the 80s now this is that ad campaign about uh, Jesus gets us yes and it's this it, not the first time that they've uh, had one of these ads in the Super Bowl I believe this is at least the second year but I believe they, they seem like they had more this year than than they have in the past now I, you know some people like this ad campaign some people not so much and, and I'm curious if you're as you're listening what did you think of this ad that uh, Beth's talking about last night the one about washing the feet uh, or other ads 704-570-1110 as we talk about the ads from last night this is another one uh, and we both like this one thank you agent State Farm like a good neighbor State Farm is there cut hey Arnold I'm hearing neighbor it's neighbor that's what I said neighbor 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 hey, let's go again like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut! Now what? Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. <laughs> neighbor! See, I wasn't so sure about this one when it started, yeah. and then I stayed with it, and then you know, at the very end, you hit the punchline of the reunion. State Farm is there. 
You are a backstabber. I am a backstabber. So it's the twins reunion. I know. Did any? I started thinking about that. Like watching the two of them as Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Twins, which that movie was just ridiculous and fun. I saw it in the theater when I was young. I was wondering, did people like your age, Bernie, did you get it? Did not get it. Uh, I just love Danny DeVito. And I was like, oh, wow, Danny DeVito. Isn't well, it great? Now I have, the, that's a, just something I'll have to add to my list. Yes, it's another thing of weekend with, with, with at Bernie's. Weekdays that, at Bernie's. Weekdays at Bernie's. We, we keep talking about this. I think we're, we're going to have to make this a thing this week. And if you're just joining us a few weeks ago, we were, we were talking about the movie Revenge of the Nerds, which actually, upon thinking about it uh, a little harder, that's probably... We, Probably shouldn't. We just leave that one alone. Well, I feel like we should get Bernie's parents to give <laughs> yeah. us permission to show. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Film. And how old are you, What's Bernie? That kind of movie. <laughs> yes. uh, 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 Jim says I'm 12. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you that, that movie in some ways hasn't aged very well. No, uh, but no, most 80s movies haven't. But we brought that movie up, uh, you know, and then Beth, of course, said Hot Dog the movie, and um, yeah, I'll just leave that one where it is. But we said we need to have Bernie go back and watch some of these uh, these 80s movies and they just come back and like report back on what he thought of them yeah and uh this this one twins would be a good one yes i mean the, the whole premise of the movie is that arnold schwarzenegger and danny devito are twins yeah <laughs> they look exactly alike exactly <laughs> now my favorite ad of the night easily in fact when i saw it i said it's done nothing's gonna top that one. i don't think you should do this last year she came to my work now i gotta show her what i can do he's here uh flat on the track what up bro for your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre! The Dumb Keys! Touchdown Tommy on them keys! Player coach! Got it. I'm open! And needs no introduction, my partner! Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were gonna support me? Dumb Keys! Don't, don't go away, my heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Dumb How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. Lay us on the track. Are we going to be on the album? We talked about this. <laughs> That's so Let's good. Go. <laughs> You're blinded by them pinstripes. Wrap it up. There goes Babe Ruth. Tom, you can stay. You remember when I told you I'd do anything for you? This is anything. So, they're naming a drink after us. <laughs> you cannot go wrong in life with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Matt Damon was so funny just standing on the side in that ridiculous, like, Dunkin' Donuts onesie. <laughs> but the best part was, how do you like them donuts? Based on that, like, how do you like them apples line from from uh, from uh, Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> it was just so great. And Tom Brady in two different Super Bowl ads. And here's the other thing about Tom Brady. We love Greg Olson, and for good reason. And they can coexist in the same world. But there was an example. Well, I'll, I'll pull it up at some point during the show here, where uh, he was talking to Steve Young. Tom Brady was, and you got a glimpse. And did you see this, Bernie? You got a glimpse into what Tom Brady is going to be like as an analyst. Mm-hmm. And he's good. He's really good. I did not see this. Oh, I uh, thought you were going to say he was like the the powdered sugar no, on the donut. Just no, kind of no, there. no. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find the audio for you. So, yeah, Tom Brady was in that one. I don't know. I, to me, the ad, the USA Today ad meter thing, they do every year. Uh, they release the, the results, you know, because it's a, it's a, they, they tally the results as people watch these ads and they vote for their favorite one. That comes out right around 8 o'clock this morning. So we'll have an idea of what America thought. But in this room, I think you and I are in total agreement. That's the best ad last night. I just thought that one was really, really fun. I think I like Mayo Cat more. Mayo really? Cat was good. Mayo Cat. Mayo Cat now, was good. I also love the Paramount Plus ad, the really long one with Creed. 
And, and, oh, that was a, oh yeah. And, and Bernie uh, saw that one ahead of time and put that on our radar. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I was not the Mayo Cat. I did not like. That may be my least favorite. One. I also fell asleep at halftime, so I missed. I missed after the halftime show. So. <laughs> well, at least you saw Duncan. That's all that matters. That's yeah, true. I did. The Duncan one was good. I, I I kept notes on my phone, so I, I can go back and look at some of them that I thought were. Oh, Christopher Walken was great. Anytime Christopher Walken's in anything, I'm 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 there for it. So, uh, what did you think last night? Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. What was your favorite ad? What 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 ad did you hate? Curious to know here as we sort of take stock on Super Bowl 58. We'll talk to Jim Zoki about the game. Was it the greatest Super Bowl game you've ever seen? It's got to be up there in the in the uh, the top five, right? As the Chiefs get another one, third in five years. Monday morning after the Super Bowl. What'd you think of it last night? So many places to go. The game, unbelievable. Nobody can argue with that, right? Overtime, 25-22. Kansas City wins the third in five years. We talked about the uh, the halftime show. I think the consensus between Beth and me is it was a good, not great show, but Bernie thinks it's the greatest show he's ever seen anywhere, anytime. Oh, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Prince is still definitely number one for me, but um, I thought this was a, a really well done halftime I show, especially for yeah. kids, people, young adults my yeah. age that grew up in you know the Usher generation, stuff like that. I thought it was really well done. It yeah. was. Great production. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lori wants to chime in on, uh, I think she wants to talk about ads, actually. Lori is on Good Morning BT. Hi, Lori. Good morning. Hey, Lori. So I just wanted to talk about the two most disappointing ads. Oh. Oh, you had disappointers. Okay. Uh. Okay. Okay. The Ross Rachel reunion for Uber Eats. Yeah. I, I didn't like that at all. Now, you know what? The end of it was great. I missed that one. I don't I know actually, what I was I doing. I didn't see it either. At the very end of it, it's, it's, the concept was, in order to remember something, you have to forget something. So Jennifer Aniston didn't recognize David Schwimmer. Ah, was this like late in the game? It was right after the halftime. Okay. Well, I don't know why I missed it. But then, it. at the very end, Usher's sitting there and he says, I really wish I could do a Super Bowl show one day. Oh! Okay, okay. Okay, now that's good. But Usher was also in the Christopher Walken ad. I know what happened. I, I yeah. took the dog out and I walked in and when I walked in I saw the end the Usher part, but I didn't know the context of it. So now you now you answer that question. Yeah. So. so Oh that's good. The DoorDash the door win all the ads. Oh wait, here you go. I got one for you right here. This promo code here for a chance to win stuff from all of the ads. DoorDash dash all dash the dash ads dash twenty twenty four dash promo code. <laughs> Dash, DoorDash can DoorDash pretty much anything. Dash, a new Kia EV9, dash, peanut butter M&M's, dash, Dinamita, dash, Mountain Dew Baja Blast, dash, BMW i5, dash, I miss chicken, dash, YouTube TV, dash, Oreo, dash, Dove, dash, Live, dash, Love, dash, da- I am not going to read all of this. It's a very... And don't worry, Lori, I am not going to play all of this. I just wanted people to know what you were talking about that you didn't like. Yep. So you hated that one, Lori? I just didn't like the Ross Rachel concept of it. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to a Ross Rachel reunion. Yeah. And you just wanted it... And then it the DoorDash... The DoorDash one. Yeah. That the, went all the ads. Yeah, yeah. With a really, really, really long promo code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what was the one? I went through it frame by frame, and there's one little section of that promo code. There's no way you could figure out what it was. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're typing all that in. <laughs> well, wasn't it last year? Was it last year or the year before? Don't you remember they had the uh, they had one of those QR, QR code. codes that just, it looked like an old 90s screensaver, mm-hmm. and it just, uh, people okay. were, were out of their minds that it just bounced there. And you're basically thinking an ad like that, wow, you spent that much money on an ad, and that's what you did with it. And then everybody remembers but it. But then it's everybody, the, I'm talking about it right now. It's like, the only ad I remember from yeah. that year. Now the other the other thing with these ads is there are ones we can remember like the cat herder but I can't tell you who it was for. Uh, yeah. 
I have no idea. Or what Super Bowl it was. Yeah, yeah. So, or like the baby monkey dog, whatever the (laughs) that one too. Puppy baby monkey. Puppy baby monkey. That's Mountain Dew. (laughs) Hey, hey, Lori. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, y'all have a great day. You too. We love you, Lori. News Talk eleven ten WBT. The morning after the Super Bowl, we'll talk about the game itself and where does it rank all time. Who better to ask than WBT Sports Director Jim Zoki, who is not in studio today, but he will be by phone momentarily. Talk about uh, well, I mean, what can you say? I mean, three, the third in five years for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and he and I were texting during the game um, about Greenlaw and the uh, Achilles injury. Oh, yeah. And you talk about, uh, you know, camera angles. You talk about the one where they came back from the break and said, this is him running out on the field. And he, yeah. yeah. He pulled a Beth. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fell just running. <laughs> Almost seven o'clock here. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. And good morning, Monday, February 12th. Bo and Beth and Bernie in the Ty Boyd studio. Big morning if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan. First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58, 25-22 in overtime. Kevin Harlan on Westwood One last night in Vegas. And just like that, Super Bowl 58 is in the books. Bo and Beth here, and we go to the WBT hotline right now and talking. I mean, we got to talk to this guy no matter where he is. WBT Sports Director today, Jim Zoki. Welcome to the show. My mistake. I thought today was President's Day. It's actually next Monday, as it turns out. So my, my mistake on that. You were supposed to show up today, and you just didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just I took a company holiday that didn't exist, and um, I'll be back tomorrow. I just I messed up. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. <laughs> well, look. I mean, we've been saying for years that, that the Monday after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. Let's. Just... It should. We should all be in our jammies, still asleep. How hard is it to move the game to Saturday? I mean, you get 13 days instead of 14 days after the conference championship games. Everybody has Sunday to recover, make Saturday a big party thing. I mean, between that and the clock change thing that we all go through, it's like these are really simple fixes that we can't come up with. Yeah. 
And there's nothing else to compete with it except the uh, the crazy Waste Management Open, which, I mean, that's a whole segment in of itself. If you saw yeah, any we of would that. still have the fourth round waiting for us after that. It would be like, like an after party. So, look, we've been talking a bit about this, the, the halftime, the ads, but the game. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, uh, from, from where you sit, you know, where does this game, uh, the, only the second overtime game in NFL uh, you know, uh, Super Bowl history, I mean, a come from behind, a third in five years, so many ways you can go, but where does Jim Zoki put this one, uh, at least the morning after, you know, as far as all time? Because that was just an incredible finish. And that's what I thought it was. I thought it was a great finish. Um, it, it reminded me of years ago when the, you know, twenty whatever years ago when the Rams and Titans and the, the game got, you know, went down to the one yard line at the end with Tennessee unable to score, and it, so it felt like and that was not a great game. Like I didn't feel like this game was filled with highlight moments. I thought there were like a lot of blunders, you know, fumbles and you know the punt that goes off uh, the, the defender's leg in terms of turnover to Kansas City in the third quarter where they got the short touchdown pass out of that. So I felt like the game was close, but not that dynamic or, you know, that exciting of a game, if you will, for being a close game. But it, the fact that it was close made it interesting. The fact that obviously it went to overtime led to a great finish. But I thought a, I, there were like a lot of holding penalties. I just felt like there was like a, the game itself didn't have like, you know, incredible highlight moments to it. But beyond that, you know, obviously it, it makes it a great, uh, watch because of the fact that it went down to the wire like it did. I was pretty excited that Christian McCaffrey got to score a Super Bowl touchdown. I felt really proud of him, but I knew mm-hmm. because the last two times that um, the Kansas City Chiefs have won, they were down 10 in the mm-hmm. first half of the game and it's every single one so I, as soon as that happened, I thought, oh man, that it's just a sign that they're going to pull this one out and they're going to win. It's it's weird because it was not a huge offensive explosion game, but yeah, you're right. I felt like Patrick Mahomes is like Tom Brady, like Michael Jordan. I mean, Tiger Woods in his prime. If they if they're on the leaderboard, if they got close to the chance to win a game, you know, they're, they're going to figure out some way to come back when it matters when the chips are down, and that's exactly what happened. And you know, it, it was not a huge game for for Kelsey, but the, they got got him going in the second half a little bit. Oh, he attacked the coach. <laughs> he attacked the coach, but apparently they're friends and they do that, so it's okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Kind of like what they do. They just bump you. Go, hey, I bumped into you. It's like a fun thing they do. Um, so that's uh, got Andy Reid. It's Andy like Reed we do after talking. a great segment in here. It's like, yes. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't just walk up and like, try to topple each other over mm-hmm. in intense mm-hmm. moments like mm-hmm. that? So I thought it was funny. And they both said afterwards that was nothing, and they're both going to be back. There was questions about if Andy Reid would retire. Um, and you know the same with Kelsey to some degree, but they're both already stated they'll be back trying to win another one next year. It's amazing how uh, all of this just kind of teeters on the edge. Like if Kansas City had lost that game last night, then you know everybody be talking about that 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 blow up this morning in a different oh, yeah. way, much the same way with Steve Wilkes. I mean, if you uh, you know down the wire last night, all you could hear people talking about was what an incredible game that Steve Wilkes had called as the defensive coordinator. And now that they lose, you don't hear. That that talk so much, but I guess all of all of which is a way to get to ask the question to you, Jim. Um, I know you know, start to finish, it wasn't the, the best game ever. But when you now uh, you know third third Super Bowl in five years for the Chiefs, and all this talk about dynasty—is it a dynasty yet? Or you know, is is uh, is Mahomes has he has he approached? He's approached definitely, but now is he alongside Brady yet? Where where do you where do where do you see that conversation as far as overall greatness now with this team? 
I think, yeah, it's definitely the word dynasty is, is true when you win three titles in five years and they've been there beyond that. Um, and, and they have a chance to add to it. They've already talked to it. We'll see if they can do it or not, but they have a chance to add to it. So it's absolutely a dynasty. I mean, still Brady is, is like Jordan to me. So it's like he's still, I mean, he's won still twice as many championships as Mahomes has. So there, there's still a ways to go as far as that goes. And that was over, obviously, a longer period of time that Mahomes has not yet played. So we'll see. Uh, but right now, I put him right up there with, you know, Joe Montana and Troy Aikman, you know, the ones that have won three, um, that he would be in that, that very next category. Like, to me, LeBron is still, you know, very <laughs> much the second best player to uh, Michael Jordan and, you know, Kobe Bryant's right there, too. So uh, they're in that, that echelon that is the very highest. But if you had to rank them and you had to come up with a number, it's still Brady at the top. But I put Mahomes in that that top, uh, say, four to five at the, at, the, at the lowest, maybe even three at this point. So, Zoki, are you celebrating fake President's Day all week or are you back tomorrow? Well, what Sandra and I like to do is like we pick a different president out of a hat, and then we just kind of impersonate them. So I'm doing lots of Kirby Hayes impersonations today. Okay, and um, so it's just kind of a fun thing we do. Uh, we're big President's Day fans, so um, we'll make it a week long celebration since we have another week until it actually happens. So you're off all week, and you 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 impersonate yeah. a president every day of this week. So today is rough yeah, for Kirby Hayes. I'm, I'm, I'm eating a lot tomorrow. I'm doing William Taft. So there's a, there's a lot that um, people kind of don't know that goes into President's Day week. Um, oh, yeah. Because For it's you. not celebrated. We, we celebrate it the traditional way that it originally came from our forefathers. <laughs> well, it's hard for Sandra because we don't have any women for her to impersonate. Right, right, right. Like, she's doing the well, Kamala thing, but it's not really that fun. Ne- next week Kamala. begins Vice President's Week. <laughs> Wait, yeah. she had, well, then there's one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why it'll be just one day. All right, Zoke. She, she does failed, failed female candidates. Kind of. it's, a, it's a small sample to work with. Oh, one, one that people don't know about. Victoria Woodhull, back in the 1800s, right. <laughs> before women could even vote. Exactly. So you knew that. Yeah. Look her up. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks a lot. All right. Happy holidays. Happy, ho- <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> it's the holiday season. News Talk 1110 WBT. I probably should have said something about this earlier, but, you know, Super Bowl and lots of stuff going on on a Monday. But I wasn't here Friday, and if you were listening early in the show Friday. I told you why. I was just copying Beth. Doing what you did the year before. You were being proactive about your health, which everyone our age should 100% absolutely do. So I did. I had my colonoscopy, my first one, on Friday. And I walked in and, you know, we <laughs> I walked back and they said, welcome to the show. <laughs> I said, thanks. Not really glad to be here, but thank you. Did they know who you were? No. No, they just, I mean, look, I, look, I mean, I was one of many, many who went through this process that day. I mean, it's it's it was very obvious. It's that, crazy. It's like a it's like a it's like a conveyor belt. They yeah, just described it as a factory. I mean, it really. <laughs> I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it is what it is. A lot of people need them. Um, and I got there, and the waiting room was packed. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went back, the whole you know waiting area where they prepare you and get you ready was packed. Mm-hmm. And then you know they wheel you into the operating room and so here's here's what i can tell you you told me something about this and zoki did and you were both 100 percent spot on uh and then everybody else told me what they told you uh you know which started this whole thing of the on-air part of this where you told us a year ago oh, i'm gonna work friday and then go get my colonoscopy and all of charlotte said oh no you're not 
And uh, so we prevented that. Yes. So I knew ahead of time, oh, no, I'm not working Friday. There's no, not even any question. And, and I, the prep is absolutely the worst part about the, the colonoscopy process. It was as advertised. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it was as bad to me because I sort of had, my expectations had been way, way, way lowered as to, <laughs> this. Is, there's nothing fun about this at all. You're but, gonna, it's just, it is what it is. So I went through that process, but I'll tell you, as we get to the things I said were spot on, the one little bit of sort of angst I had about this, and I told you this yeah. off the air, yeah. but I'm fine to say it on the air. I had not been put to sleep since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I had these things in my ears called tubes. Yeah, I had tubes okay. in my ears, too. So I had I had it like four times when I was a kid. And the first thing I asked you was, oh, your memory of this is monkey gas. It's the monkey gas where they put the mask on you and you have to breathe it in and it smells terrible and it's scary. And mm-hmm. that's your memory. And I was like four and five years old. Yes. So, I mean, ether, that's what it was. You know, the, hey, yeah, why they call it monkey gas? Was well, it to they, make us feel better? Yeah, because we were kids. But I knew, like, I wanted to know what exactly is the monkey gas. And they told me. I didn't know what ether meant. I just meant I knew I didn't like it. Right. And to this day, I still have an aversion to it if I ever smell it because it makes me think of that. Yeah, yeah. So that that's been seared into my brain. And luckily, I haven't had any health issues where I had to be put under for any reason up until Friday. So there's this little tiny part of me that thought, oh, how's this all going to work? I haven't had this happen to me in a long time. I had to talk you down from the ledge a little bit. Well, you said, here's what you said. You said, basically, uh, you're going to go in there and uh, you're going to count to five or six. And then all of a sudden, you wake up. Yeah. And Zoki told me that feels like Less than thirty seconds. Oh, absolutely, and it's absolutely true. I, 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 I was sitting. Now you will go to sleep, or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so I, I, I got back. I was in the holding area, and they put the IV in my arm, and yep. they wheeled me back. And then uh, he said, "You're you, you turn over to the side, like get comfortable on your side." Well, and that's the worst part because you suddenly you're you're turning over on your side, and you think. I'm about to expose, be exposed. <laughs> you realize what's about to happen. Yeah. And then my question yeah. immediately was, am I really going to not, not feel, feel or notice any of this? Because I'm about to get violated. Right. And so I turned on my side and they said, you're going to feel your arm's going to get cold. And right about the time you realize your arm's cold, you're going to be out. Yep. Spot on, dead on. And then I woke up. Uh, I, I woke up. What I guess was like 30 minutes later and felt like I'd taken an eight-hour nap. Yes, the propofol nap is real. I, I, I had the same experience. I woke up and I felt like I had slept an entire night full and, of sleep. And then, you know, my wife took me wherever I wanted to eat. And I, I ate for the rest of the day. Did you? What, what? Okay, so that's always the question I like to ask. What's the first meal post colonoscopy? What were you craving that you just really wanted? Was it like a McDonald's cheeseburger? Was it like it a was, burrito? It was a well. I went to Five Guys. Oh, so the five burger guys. place. You got so it was a burger. Yeah. Oh it was yeah. A burger. It was a double burger, and it was large, everything, and it was beautiful. <laughs> you guys ever been to Optimist Hall? Oh yes. Op- Optimist no. Hall. I you, love Optimus Hall. Bo, that's that, I don't know why, but when you said, "What were you craving? What, uh-huh. what did you get when you got a colonoscopy?" Yeah. I feel like that's where I would go and just eat from every Anything. place because they have so many different types of food. Bo, you need to check out Optimus. It's Hall. like it's the coolest. Cool. Uh, it's the coolest kind of upscale food court. It's, where is it? It's it's, uh, it's uh, Camp North End. Yes. Camp North End area. It sounds to me like I know you did this too when when we were the same. Again, we probably saw it because we used to do those optimist um, optimist club uh, oratory contests. Yes, we probably <laughs> competed against one another. I challenge the summit. Yes, that was one of the ones. I won. Did I beat you? <laughs> I did not win. But you know what I realized during the this is a, a rabbit hole alert. Rabbit hole alert. <laughs> um, the guy who won took the judge's coffee. 
Oh, so it wasn't me then if it was a guy. No, you, you, well, you were, if I had seen you, it would have been I advanced to the next round and I didn't make it past right. my school. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but it, that was the Optimist Club. When you said Optimist Hall, that's what I thought of. Well, you know what's funny is the, that Optimist uh Oratory contest, oratorical contest. I um, I have been this tall since I was in like fourth grade, and I'm five eight. I'm a pretty tall woman, barefooted. And when I went and did this speech contest, I was in eighth grade, and they made my parents give them my birth certificate because they didn't believe that I was actually an eighth grader because I was taller than all of the other kids. <laughs> So anyway. that le- this somehow so we- colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And a colonoscopy lead us to the Optimus yeah, Club. Because what Bernie said, I need to eat at the Optimus Hall, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So all of which to say, and now I see that Ed wants to talk about colonoscopies, which we can. You know how the show works. I'm all about it. And uh, if it's promoting good health and it's encouraging other people who might be afraid to do this to get their colonoscopy, I'm all about it because it can be incredibly preventative because colon cancer does not have signs and symptoms until usually late stage. So, if, uh, Ed, you want to hang on, we'll finish this conversation momentarily. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Monday morning, Ty Boyd Studio. Bo and Beth and Bernie and Tommy. 704-570-1110. We have Ed, who's been waiting patiently. Hi, Ed. Hey, good morning. How is everybody? We are awesome, Ed. How are you on a Monday morning? Oh, I'm good. I mean, then you know, Bo. I mean, you're you're wide open, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> All clear, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just wish I had people that to- that warned me about mine before I went. And you know, I'm. Were you a, were you a joker to the doctor? A joker? You mean like did he tell jokes? Yeah. No. You know, just like being your normal on air. You know. Having fun and, you know, because, I mean, I don't know when not to be a joker. Oh, see, that's good. They probably loved you there. Well, yeah, it is until the the doctor doesn't have a good sense of humor. Because, you know, as I'm laying there, the nurse was great. Told me, you know, okay, this is what's going to happen. We're going to take you to the decompression room afterwards. It should be dubbed the uh, musical room, but oh, the, that's uh, so true. The, mu- the- <laughs> I I have to tell you, Ed, that uh, the, the guy that rolled me back was a jokester. He was trying to make okay. jokes, and 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 uh, and I just got a note from Charles. This is what I probably should have said when it was over. Wow, I'm glad to get that behind me. Aww. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah, oh. no. When the doc, when, I, when they told me roll over, you're going to feel something warm, and you'll go to sleep. Well, before I before they did that, I looked at the doctor. I said, you know, normally I get dinner before this, but uh, oh. what are we doing afterwards? <laughs> oh. Needless to say, I felt the pressure about mid-sternum before I finally fell asleep. He was like, he was not entertained. Uh, This is why I did not joke, Ed. I wasn't taking any chances. Well, yeah, so any of the listeners, don't joke around. (laughs) Because, I mean, this guy goes to school for, what, eight years? And then look what he's got to do. Look at everybody's butt all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you're going to joke, you should be the one laughing at the jokes said to you, not the other way around. You don't want to be the butt of the joke. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Good one, Beth. Thank you, Ed. (laughs) 
Oh. Y'all have a good day. Thank you, Ed. Don't let the door hit you on the way out in the butt. <laughs> I was not a jokester. I was so nervous, but I did an upper endoscopy along with my colonoscopy, and my blood pressure like shot up because you know they have the blood pressure cuff on you because they're monitoring you while you're. My blood pressure shot up because not only were they about to insert the propofol, but because I was doing an upper endoscopy, they had to put this like clamp in my mouth so that my mouth would be open. So and then they strapped it around my head. I felt like. I felt like the guy from the Silence of the Lambs. Like <laughs> that sounds in always awful. It, it scared me to death, and my blood pressure got my, my blood my heart rate started going really fast because I was like, "Why is this in my mouth? What is his name? What was the guy from the Silence of the Lambs?" Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Oh, or Hannah Beth Lecter. Oh, Hannah Beth Lecter. <laughs> Hannah Beth Lecter. They put the thing in my mouth, and I was like, "What? What?" I didn't, I didn't have all that. Well, because you didn't do an endoscopy. No, no. Yeah. no I will tell you. Uh, so uh, I had the procedure, and everything went fine. The doctor, after it was over. Seemed like uh, everything was cool. Now he he did say I had some polyps that had to be removed. Yeah, that's, that's part of the that's, process that's sometimes. Common. And um, so that technically has to be analyzed, and then I get a report back in what seven or eight days. Mm-hmm. So, but as I said to my wife, I said the doctor didn't have any sort of demeanor like he was concerned about anything. He basically said this is standard operating procedure. It's not unusual that you would have that happen, especially with your first time. Uh, and I'm saying this so if you're again, as I said on Friday when I called in and. As you said a year ago, uh, we can sort of joke about this and we can talk about, you know, how do you how did you get yourself through it? And did you joke about it? But the bottom line really is, why do you do this in the first place? You do it so that you catch something before it gets worse. Uh, If your family has a history of cancer, there are all kinds of reasons to do this. Uh, And then just if you get past a certain age, I'm a little on the late side. Uh, I'm almost 50. They say now at 45 is when you should start having these. Um, So if you are listening to us right now and this makes you think, hmm, maybe I should do that. Schedule. Then then mission accomplished, right? Yes. Schedule your appointment and it is not that bad. If Bo and I can do it, we both made it to the other side of it, then anybody can do it. Absolutely. So there you go. People are wondering how things went on Friday uh, as they should have gone. And uh, as our our listener uh, Charles said, uh, I'm glad to have that behind me. 744 on WBT. (laughs) Ahead of us, Brett Wernable. Going to talk about a very, very busy weekend in politics, especially in South Carolina. Some of the stuff that's been said going back and forth between Trump and Haley. this This is heating up. And, of course, we're just a few weeks away from the South Carolina primary. Monday morning, Bo and Beth in the Ty Boyd studio. Time to cross the streams. Brought to you by Ph.D. Weight Loss and Nutrition, Brett Winterbull. How the heck are you, man? <laughs> good. Good. Good morning. It's good to be with you. So we have uh, the uh, South Carolina primary a week from Saturday coming up, right? So uh, yeah. the, the, the sniping back and forth has been intense. It's getting more intense. Trump making some appearances in South Carolina over the weekend. In fact, I want to start off here and play one clip that's gotten a lot of attention, and I want to get your take on what he said in South Carolina. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay, 
you're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. I always like to uh, try and play a little bit longer version of the clip because a lot of times these clips get edited down to 10 seconds yeah. and they run with them. And So there's a little bit of context as to how he got onto that. But then that, that part of the end where he says, uh, you know, a lot of people saying that's like, uh, you know, basically goosing or inciting Russia. What do you think about what he said? Yeah, uh, well... <laughs> I mean, Russia today. Russia today does not need any goosing because they're they're right. they're going after Ukraine. But this is what happens when you have a candidate who is bored. Um, you start to tell stories. Uh, did he say variations of that? Yeah, because we remember contemporaneously he was saying those things. But then he throws on the. I told them that they, whatever they wanted to do, they could do to you, and all that. That, that's like a fish story, man. I had a I had a marlin this big. He's he's got. I've said this before. He has three different acts that he does. Okay, he has the arena act, he has the theater act, and then he has the small club act. Um, that is the arena act, and that's why people paid attention to him in 2016. And he's in he's an entertainer, he's a politician, he's all that sort of stuff. So. He's throwing red meat to the uh, to, 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 to the biggest fans in the front row. You know, that's what he's doing. For the people who are, um, you know, paying attention to the politics and to the policy, does that comment make it seem like he doesn't understand the treaty with NATO and, and specifically Article 5, which is the collective defense article, meaning that, you know, we will come to your defense if anybody in NATO is, in yeah. fact, attacked? And for... For someone who's running for president, that seems like something that is troubling to not understand. He understands that. First of all, there's only one country that's ever invoked Article Five. That's us after 9/11. Um, he he knows what he's he knows what he's saying. And and if the press wasn't so averse to listening to the conversation that Vladimir Putin had with Tucker Carlson, because I know bad 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 people, everybody says they're bad people. They had a very long conversation about why it is Vladimir Putin doesn't think America should get involved in in the war in Russia, you know, with Ukraine and all that sort of stuff, that it would be catastrophic. It would go to nuclear weapons. It would be all that sort of stuff. So what Trump is doing is slapping the euros around uh, a, a little bit and trying to say, you know, look how I, I, I muscled you guys. I muscled you guys. You guys paid the money. I don't know how much money he got. Uh, but you're 100% right, Beth. It's a, it's a treaty obligation, and that's not negotiable. You, it's force of law in the United States to be a member of NATO unless you go about the provisions to pull yourself out of NATO, which would be silly. So uh, the big game last night, Super Bowl 58, I assume you were watching? I did watch it, yes. <laughs> now, uh, Beth and I got into an interesting conversation because we're texting back and forth about some of the ads, and that uh, that ad, which was not, uh, it was an RFK pack ad. Mm-hmm. wasn't an ad from, from him. It was a, a pack ad, but I, I, I saw it, and it was uh, basically a montage of an old JFK commercial from, from back in the day. Yeah, from the 1960 campaign, the, 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 the Kennedy jingle. But I, I said to Beth, I said, uh, how many times have there ever been political ads during the Super Bowl, 
Because I thought to myself, that wasn't the... That, and, and then, uh, very quickly, we realized that uh, Trump ran one in 2020. In fact, I have a little clip of it right here for anybody who's forgotten about it. Um, it went like this. I want to thank President Donald John Trump. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. And it was a lady who was talking about how Trump had uh, his policies had helped her turn her life around. Uh, But again, I turn the question back around to you. Uh, So that was 2020. There was that one last night that was a pack ad. But can you remember many other political ads where any politician has spent that kind of money uh, during a Super Bowl over the years? No, I mean, the only thing, and it wouldn't be in the Super Bowl, but, I, you know, I'm old enough to remember Ross Perot's massive buys that he would do where he'd buy yeah. 30 minutes of time nationally. Oh, yeah. That's really like, that's like the only thing that I, I, that I can uh, uh, think of. I mean, uh, you can go to Reagan's Morning in America, but that was a standard campaign ad. I don't think it ran during the, the, the Super Bowl or anything else like that. Um, but uh, I, I had uh, word from inside the White House last night that, Joe Biden saw the ad, jumped up and yelled, I'm voting for Kennedy. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you, you brought up Ross Perot. Do you know that back in the day, Ross Perot had a show on WBT? Ross Perot, listening to America, is brought to you in part by <laughs> no, wait the a club and select. Hold on. I used to run the board for this. Listen how this starts. Tonight, we've got a very special guest. Be sure you have something to write with. <laughs> That's what he would always say. Oh, Make sure you have a number dude. two pencil. So You know, I want to tell you something right now. We're going to get rid of Washington, D.C., and George Bush is trying to disrupt my daughter's wedding. ideas. <laughs> that was a really good impersonation, Brett. These words on Washington. <laughs> so Ross is boss. Ross, Ross is boss. Is, I'm on. I'm, I'm with the volunteers, Larry. <laughs> so what's coming up on the uh, Brett Wonderful show this afternoon, son? <laughs> no, well, we're not going to talk about Ross Perot. <laughs> we're going to talk about what's happening to the to the big Biden administration, and we're going to. You know, you heard Mitch Landry over the weekend, and he said, <laughs> uh, "You got to put your big boy pants on." And I said, "Well, well, I know that feeling." <laughs> Make sure you have something to write with. It starts at 3 <laughs> o'clock. This. That's yep. right. On, on WBT. Oh, wait. That's your music, not Ross Perot's. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I meant to give You're you a forgiven. little... I meant to give you a little riff of this. We'll be back after these words on Ross Perot, listening to America. <laughs> okay. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I got to do the sound check. Check one, check, check. Simple. You know, we just have a conversation with us. We don't know the microphones are here. We're just hanging out, chatting with each other. I didn't realize till now that this was a job. <laughs> and we're always going to hang out. I'm sorry. I'm just over here still thinking about, you know, like <laughs> people sit in focus groups and around tables. And we've got to think of a slogan for that morning show, you know. <laughs> Good morning, BT, the team to listen to, or the best way to start your day. And But really, honestly, good morning, BT. They don't know they have microphones. I'm afraid it does turn out loud.
News Talk 1110-993-WBT, the morning after Super Bowl 58. Bowen Beth in the Ty Boyd studio, and on the WBT hotline, this has become tradition here, and I love this. One of the uh, best-known ad agencies in the Charlotte area and across the country, you've heard of them, Boone Oakley, and the guy on their website, it says, President, Creative Director, and Parking Attendant. <laughs> <laughs> David Oakley, who's become a friend of the show uh, over the years. David, how are you, my friend? Yay! Bo and Beth, doing great, but really happy to be on with you guys again this morning. Well, I always like to pick your brain uh, after the big game, right? And, uh, I mean, some people watch the game for the game. Some people watch it only for the ads. Some people halftime show. Some people everywhere in between. But uh, I know you're always fixated on uh, on the ads because this is what you do for a living. So I always like to, uh, to figure out what David thought really uh, did its job last night. And you always send me over uh, your list so I can make sure I have these cues up. But uh, I'll tell you what Beth and I thought here in a second, but I'm going to play the first one here that you mentioned to me. And, uh, you know, this is actually one. I walked out of the room and I walked back in. My wife said, did you they just had one you need to see, but with Mr. T in it. And this is the one. Oh, that's go. so good. You know, there's no tea in Skechers. Never has been. What you talking about, Romo? Tea is always in Skechers. Tea and these Skechers slip-ins. T and these sketches slip ins. I pity the fool have to touch his shoes to put them on. T and these sketches slip ins. I pity the fool bends down to put on their shoes. I pity the fool isn't in sketches slip ins. See, Romo? T is always in sketches. I'm just saying people often misspell sketches and put a T in it. Quit saying it's not slipping, fool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any 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 ad that has Clubber Lang in it is uh, it's working for me, man. But so you you thought that was that was your favorite ad last night? I love it because T is always in sketches. Um, I have to. Say I've always been a Mr. T fan from the 80s. That kind of gives away my age. But it took me so by surprise, and I started thinking about it from a marketer. You're saying the product name over and over and over, and I had no idea that Skechers wasn't spelled with a T. I mean, it was just smart. It wasn't a crazy big production value. It was just funny and light, and it and it worked, and it stuck with me. And it was, uh, you're right, it was funny. And it's the Skechers conversation about whether or not there's a T in it, that's one of those Mandela effect conversations because, like, half the population thinks that Skechers has a T in it. When I was making notes for this morning, I kept spelling it with a T, and I'm like, wait, that's, the T, wait, it doesn't have a T. Yeah. And it, it, so we're talking about this. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Okay, so the second one that you uh, sent to me that said was your favorite actually was one of Beth's and my favorites, so we're all in agreement on this one. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 Hey, let's go again. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? Neighbor. Yeah. Neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. Neighbor. That was the sheep. And you know it. Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. 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 This lady is in labor. Got a bit of a script change. You'll love this. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. <laughs> you are a backstabber. I am a backstabber. 
Now, we all loved that one. Now, now Beth and me, and I think you too, probably loved it because the ending sort of shot you back to one of our favorite movies from, from back in the day, the right? The late 80s, the twins movie. Absolutely. That was fantastic. And it, again, this is another um, really creative um, use of a celebrity. And, you know, he just basically was saying the tagline over and over and over. And it just, it, it was just fresh, funny, and, and like nothing I'd ever seen. But let me ask you guys something about speaking of like Mr. T. I mean, WBT, how did you guys both get your like initials into the, the call letters for the station? <laughs> well, how it took us about that? a about 101 years, David. <laughs> We've been looking at, working on this one for a long time. <laughs> now, that is brilliant. Well, we, we sat and kind of looked at each other one day when we saw this was kind of going in the direction it was going and said, wait a minute, you know, this is... This could this could be it's huge. Meant to be <laughs> it was meant to be T. Look at you! You just read another tagline for us. Whoa. Now see, that's why we have you on because we thought we'd come up with something good. Now you just took it next level. Yep. It you was... just you just boon you just boon Oakley'd our uh, our logo and our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to DT. Oh my gosh! Anyway, uh, always it's great talking with you guys. This is really, really exciting. So, David, uh, you also sent over the one that you disliked the most from last night. So, I'm going to play a little riff of this one right here. This here, this is Pluto TV country. Here on this farm, we grow couch potatoes. <laughs> couch potatoes grow big and strong here, fed with the finest content from Pluto TV. <laughs> Thousands of TV shows and movies for free. You just open the app, something great will be on. I love Star Trek. Uh, I love romance, but I also love murder. I like romantic murders. SpongeBob SquarePants. Cats 24-7 channel. I love Ink Master. Pluto TV just gets me. So you didn't like that one because it's the age-old issue with some of these ads, and I always point back to the Cat Herder commercial because uh, I put this in that category. I love that spot. I can't tell you who it was for. Uh, but you say that uh, the, 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 couch te- the couch potato spot, you can't remember the next morning who, who it was for. Right, I couldn't. Rem- I, you know, I, I actually watched the Super Bowl party last night—a big party put on by Susan Watts and um, Mary Beth Townley and Nancy Carlin. But it was a great, great party. But it was a lot of people there, and they're talking. I'm watching this commercial. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. What is this? What is this? Wait a minute. Wait, are, are you saying we're all couch potatoes? Okay, that kind of hits close to home because it's kind of true. Um, but th- I really didn't know who it was for. I, and, and and it brings up another point for me is like how people watch Super Bowl commercials now, and I, I being at a party last night, I don't think people were watching them, and so it also makes you think, was this a big waste of seven or eight million dollars? I don't know. Who knows? We're talking about it, but still, it wasn't um, it wasn't memorable, and I don't still don't know what Pluto TV is. I looked it up this morning. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we got into a, a, a discussion last week, and I'm curious as to where you come down on this, because you do this for a living. I feel like this uh, this age we live in now, where they release the, the commercials ahead of time, you know, they put them out online so you can see them before the game happens, that, to me, takes the whole point of why you're spending all this money to get people to watch in the first place. Because if you already know what's coming, then you have more reason to say, oh, I'm going to go, you know, grab some more snacks in the next room, or, or not, not, you know, wait around for appointment TV, so to speak. Right, you don't have to wait around anymore. You just like, you know, you can go watch it after the game or whatever. But my point on that is, who does that? 
I mean, really. I mean, unless you're in the industry and you're really interested, would you go back and watch these spots again? I don't know. I, I don't think you would. Um, the other thing right now, the way the media landscape is, there's so many options every single day on your phone to watch content that's funny and it's always being created, even by user-generated content. People make their own stuff that's really funny. To to have a, a company spend eight or nine million dollars to buy a spot on the Super Bowl, plus spending several million dollars to produce it and it falling flat, I don't know, man. I think it's like a different age. I think we're coming out of the Super Bowl commercial like being appointment viewing now. I will. So I am of the generation still where I do like to watch. I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials and the halftime show. I'm that person. Um, there were two commercials that I did go back and watch again. Um, okay. There, one of them was the Jason Momoa singing with the two guys from Scrubs about T-Mobile. <laughs> because it was Jason Momoa singing and he was actually really good. And I went back to, to listen to it again to see like, Oh my God, was that Jason Momoa really singing? And then there was a Paramount plus ad that was kind of long form and Creed (laughs) was singing. I did did watch that. Yeah, that was good. actually. (laughs) Because it was like a short film and it had all of these characters in it. So those were two that I did go back to watch again, but you're right because of online content and, Snapchat and 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 uh, whatever TikTok, all of the stuff. Like it, 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 we we are more highly entertained by other people now. Well, look, I pity the fool that did not hear this entire segment. But the good news is, you can go back and listen to this in our podcast this afternoon. If you did not hear the entire David Oakley conversation, but we have to stop it there, David. We always appreciate your time, my friend. We love you. We love you, too. WBT. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Uh, Well, I know I'll talk to you a year from now and hopefully before that, but you have a great day, okay? You, too. Thanks for having me on. There he is. David Oakley from Boone. (laughs) Oakley Advertising here, legendary in the Charlotte area. All right, programming note for Wednesday morning. Nikki Haley will join us here on Good Morning BT. We first talked to her. Still sounds funny to say this. We talked to her from your dad's balcony at North Myrtle Beach. We surely did. Back in July. And, uh, of course, lots changed since that conversation. The uh, campaign field has been whittled down to two. And, uh, you know, that's Trump and that's Haley. And the South Carolina primary is uh, about, what, uh, just weeks away now, just days away Week from Saturday, actually, in South Carolina. So Nikki Haley is going to join us on the show on Wednesday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. So, Which we're so excited to, to talk with her again. And it would be great to uh, even have a conversation with her today, given what happened just over the weekend. Uh, the former president, Donald Trump, in South Carolina um, at one of his uh, events asking where Nikki Haley's husband is. And it was one of the biggest stories over the weekend because Nikki Haley, she clapped back pretty quickly because her husband is currently deployed uh, and serving in Africa. Yeah, and uh, we've got audio from both sides here because Nikki Haley was on Face the Nation yesterday on CBS. President Trump was stumping in South Carolina. And the quote that you mentioned is this one. Bird brain loves mass asylum. There's nothing nice about her. I will never run against President Trump. He is a great president, the greatest president in my lifetime, which is actually quite a bit now. The greatest president in my lifetime, she said. I will never run against him. Then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago. Sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? 
What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. But no, think of this. Think of this. I will never run against him. Will you run against him? I will never. A little while later, uh, I'd like to announce my candidacy. We don't need people like this. And I'll tell you what. She did a job. She was fine. She was okay. But I didn't put her there because I wanted her there at the United Nations. That was up to me. I wanted to take your lieutenant governor, who's right here, and make him governor. That's what I wanted. So uh, Henry McMaster was in the crowd there, the governor uh, of South Carolina, of course, who has uh, uh, endorsed and stumped for Trump already, uh, went to New Hampshire a few days before that primary. But that was in South Carolina this weekend. Now, Michael Haley, the husband of Nikki Haley, uh, posted a response, and he is deployed. Yes. Uh, His response was, it's a picture of a wolf, and it says, the difference between humans and animals, animals would never allow the dumbest ones to lead the pack. So that was the meme that Michael Haley posted in response to what Trump said over the weekend. On the other side of the news, I have uh, audio from Nikki Haley on on Face the Nation responding to uh, the same comment from Trump. I will read her ex-post really quickly. She posted shortly after Trump's comments and said, Michael is deployed, serving our country, something you know nothing about. Someone who continually disrespects the sacrifices of military families has no business being commander-in-chief. That was on X over the weekend. So, like we said, it's heating up, as you might expect. We're getting closer to the South Carolina primary. Trump still uh, has a commanding lead in the latest polls. But, uh, again, this is Nikki Haley's home state, so um, everybody's watching it. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110 WBT. Reminder, we just uh, made the announcement last segment, but if you're just joining us, Nikki Haley will be on the show on Wednesday morning as we continue to cover election 2024 in every which way. We, of course, welcome former President Trump on the show. If you'd like to be here, we've uh, had him three times over the years. So, and uh, Joe Biden's been on the show, and uh, we've had uh, we have anybody and everybody. That's how it works around here on uh, Good Morning BT. Yeah, if you want to give us a, if you want to be on the show, give us a call. We have uh, we have congressional candidates that will be popping up on our show this week as well. I'd like to be on the show. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Can I be on the show? Yeah, done, done. Well, I'll, done. Have, I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> well, I mean, and set up a time. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty instantaneous customer service right there. Yeah. You said I want to be on. Done. You're Fantastic. on. Fantastic. You're on See right now. I love Good Morning BT. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> and also thanks to David Oakley who uh, joined us earlier from Boone Oakley talking about the Super Bowl ads last night. Uh, we were talking about some of this back and forth between Trump and Haley over the weekend, and Trump uh, made uh, an appearance, a couple of uh, stumping appearances in South Carolina ahead of the uh, primary, which is coming up a week from. Saturday. Uh, now, we played uh, the, the comment about uh, he was wondering where Nikki Haley's husband was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically saying that uh, they visited Mar-a-Lago uh, sometime in the past and her husband wasn't there. And the uh, reason he wasn't there is because he was 
he was uh, deployed. Right. He's in the National Guard. He's in active duty. He's currently in Africa serving for an entire year. So Nikki Haley and her husband both clapped back pretty quickly. And Nikki Haley showed up on the uh, Sunday political shows, as you can imagine, to, to talk about this, uh, this latest attack. Yeah, uh, Face the Nation with CBS and Margaret Brennan. It's insulting to military members. It's insulting to military families. And the part that bothers me is he continues to do this. This isn't personal about me and Michael. This is about what it says to every member who sacrifices for us. This is about what it says to every military family who sacrifices alongside of them. We can't have someone who sits there and mocks our men and women who are trying to protect America. It's a pattern. It's a pattern of chaos. It's a pattern of irresponsibility. It's a pattern of just saying things that are that are not helpful in strengthening America. And this is a chance America's going to get to decide. We know what Donald Trump is. You could watch that whole rally yesterday and it'll tell you all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, do you want it again? We know what Joe Biden is. You can see the press conference. You can look at the special investigation that says he's diminished. But do you want it again? That was on uh, CBS yesterday. Now, the other thing that um, Trump, uh, after Trump's comments, Nikki Haley defended herself on X on the the shows like you just heard. Her husband uh, defended her, but also Joe Biden. Uh, the current president came uh, to to Nikki Haley's defense because he knows that her that her husband is serving the country. So even President Biden defended Nikki Haley in this instance. But the big question that um, that I was thinking, I, I I just found it odd that he would ask the question about where her spouse is, given that Melania hasn't shown up. She hasn't been at any of his campaign stops. Um, this entire election cycle yet. So it it seems odd that he would bring that to the forefront because I would think that that would naturally start raising the questions. Well, where's, where's Melania? We've only seen her at a small handful of times at Mar-a-Lago, but not, she she hasn't been stumping for him this time around. Trump also uh, made a comment over the weekend that's gotten some attention. NATO was busted until I came along. I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, If we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. Do whatever the hell they want. That's the that's the phrase that's gotten so much traction. Understandably so. That's kind of that's. That, that was an eyebrow raiser, I think. Now, we were talking to Winterbull last hour who was saying, you know, Trump has different modes. He has what he calls his arena mode where mm-hmm. he t- – and we've talked to Mick Mulvaney about this too where you can obviously tr- tell when Trump's going off the prompter or not even using a prompter and, and riffing. 
And uh, this was sort of one of those. I, I, you know, that's that's the mode I, I feel like he was in this weekend with that speech. Well, I think the people who are um, very in touch and in tune with international relationships and certainly with NATO, those conversations that are happening this morning are about Article 5, um, which is the principle of collective defense, which is enshrined in Article 5 in the NATO treaty, in the NATO agreement. And it's, it's, it's law to protect your NATO allies. And I think that that's why this raised so many eyebrows, because there are so many people who do understand um, NATO itself and, and what that means. Because as Brett Winterbull pointed out, we invoked Article 5 after 9-11, and our NATO allies did come to, to our aid and to our defense. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a topic of discussion. And sometimes I like when things like this happen because people start discussing Article 5 because that has not been in the forefront probably since 9-11. And it makes people start talking about international relationships and hopefully understanding the importance of things like NATO when it comes to um, international agreements and certainly acts of violence that might happen. So you heard what Trump said about NATO. Let's go back to CBS Face the Nation because Nikki Haley was asked about that comment as well. NATO has been a success story for the last 75 years. But what bothers me about this is don't take the side of a thug who kills his opponents. Don't take the side of someone who has gone in and invaded a country and half a million people have died or been wounded because of Putin. Don't take the side of someone who continues to lie. I dealt with Russia every day. The last thing we ever want to do is side with Russia. What we always need to remember is America needs to have friends. After September 10th, we needed a lot of friends. We can never get into the point where we don't need friends. Now, we do want NATO allies to pull their weight. But there are ways you can do that without sitting there and telling Russia, have your way with these countries. That's not what we want. If you notice, Russia has never invaded a NATO country. They've invaded Georgia, Moldova, and Ukraine. They are actually very intimidated by by NATO. NATO allows us to prevent war. We need to always focus on preventing war. So now you're caught up on uh, the back and forth between the uh, two remaining candidates in the GOP field heading into South Carolina a week from Saturday. And then early voting starts this week for uh, the North Carolina primary, which is crazy to think about. We are not far away. Yeah, a few weeks away from Super Tuesday, March 5th, and we'll have complete coverage as we always do here on News Talk 1110 WBT. WBT breaking news. Got some breaking sports news to tell you about. Charlotte Hornets, president of basketball operations Mitch Kupchak, is stepping down, according to ESPN to become an organizational advisor. So this uh, would make it now, uh, you know, grease the wheels now to uh, have the franchise look for a new head of basketball operations. This is uh, an expectation that uh, new owners Rick uh, and Gabe Plotkin, Rick Schnall and Gabe Pop, uh, Pl- I cannot say their names, Rick Schnall and Gabe Plotkin. They're they not easy names to say. Mick <laughs> Kupchick and Plotkin and Pl- it sounds like a lot of throat clearing. Uh, <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets are looking for a new GM. How about that? Like that? There you go. But they just had a good weekend, didn't they? Like those new choices that they made, like way to go. No. Well, let's it, ask our resident Hornet guy, it Bernie. Was, it was widely reported that the front office, uh, the new ownership, had a lot to do with the moves that they made. They were very involved in terms of scouting players and who uh, they wanted. Uh, so the owners, um, they consulted outside firms in terms of trades to make. Like they, they did their homework on this, which is really refreshing to see because I feel like Hornets never make any moves at the deadline that are beneficial to the team. 
Uh, we offloaded Gordon Hayward's contract and got mm-hmm. uh, a 30-year-old rookie point guard. Michich, is that how you say his name? Michich. Oh, yeah, another yeah. hard name to say. Cupchick Michich. Yeah, he great, a great <laughs> game. I'm just going to tag out of this segment and let you all finish this. <laughs> I know. I feel like every time I say their name, I feel well, like I need to say Gazuntite. Well, we talked about it on Friday, too. They brought uh, uh, Grant Williams. He's a Charlotte guy. And uh, Seth Curry. Seth Curry. He's number 30. So which, I think they is made... Is that his dad's number? <laughs> yes, it was. See, isn't that cute? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think in any way, Bernie Bowles, Hornets guy that you are, that the addition of Seth Curry will somehow, to use my phrase again for the second time in the segment, grease the wheels for someday Steph Curry to end his career here? It's possible. <gasps> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, Steph and Seth all together well, at Dad's team. And Dell, and Dell be calling the games on TV. I think if it happened, it'd be his last season in the NBA. I thought... You know, in the very, very early days, before we knew what Steph Curry was going to be in the NBA, I thought, well, maybe someday he'll work his way back and be like his dad was here. Little did we know he was going to be on the Mount Rushmore of NBA players. So a whole different thing now. And now I kind of feel like, you know, Steph Curry is to the Golden State Warriors what Michael Jordan was to the Chicago Bulls. So, But then again, Michael Jordan played for the Washington Wizards at the end of his career. So it's not uh, unheard of. So I, 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 I... like five years ago, I would say no way, no how Steph could ever play here. But now that the Warriors are sort of falling apart, and kind of you know, they, it looks like Clay Clay's going to be gone soon, and Draymond is a ticking time bomb. And, oh, Draymond! And they're not going to win the title this year. So it makes me wonder if maybe a Steph Curry starts thinking about his end game, and maybe maybe he could end up here in sort of like a symbolic ending to that the city be, where he grew up. That would be amazing. I would buy season tickets, I think, if, if that uh, were the case. That'd be the biggest thing that ever happened to the Hornets. I mean, nachos, Not even, Steph Curry, and Seth Curry. Yeah, besides bringing back the name. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, be. and I say that, and Beth, and I mean, we remember the days in the late 80s of when the Hornets were brand new. And I remember the days of LJ and Alonzo, and even the days when they had their best teams they've ever had right before they left to go to uh, New Orleans, back when Baron Davis and Jamal Mashburn and et cetera, et cetera. Those were good teams. And the Hornets have been decent and they have mattered. Uh, a lot of uh, newer Hornets fans say, really? They, they were really, they were relevant at one point, but they were. It's just been a long time, but I don't know. I'm not saying I think Steph Curry's coming back here, but when I saw that Seth was here and I saw the pictures of him in a Hornets uniform the other night, I started thinking, huh, you know? It felt what, like everything was right. What if? What if? You know, bring back Steph. A nice little dream. Just see how it goes. Yeah. I'm just happy that we got a win this weekend. Or so, this, and it was, it was very nice. And Mitch Kupchak gone after the first win mm. in like 146 games. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> like I said, well, he's he's gone. He's going to he's be gone, gone from the role from his role as president of basketball operations. Now uh, they're going to look for uh, a new head of operations. He's going to you know move to the side and be in an advisory mode. So I don't know if that's how long that means he's going to stick with the organization. But uh, they said that he is going to. He's going to remain in his day-to-day role until his successor is on board, so we'll see how long that takes. But that's the breaking Charlotte Hornets news on the morning after the Super Bowl. Now, I have a question for all of you who watch the Super Bowl, and you don't have to be a football fan to answer this question. See, it's rare you find people like us. And since we in here celebrating the 20th anniversary professions, I need everybody in here to put one hand in the air. So Bernie was all about this on Twitter last night. So Bernie, is this 
this the best halftime show for the Super Bowl you've ever seen? No, Prince is Prince is okay. number one. Okay. Prince is number one. But this is a uh, this is up there. I, I really enjoyed, like I said earlier, the production value. I thought they did a great job of kind of bringing in all these people that us millennials kind of grew up on. I did dig that they had Ludacris and Lil John. Ludacris. And I loved Alicia Keys when she was first playing the, the the big red piano and she had the the flowy cloth behind her as she was singing um, "If I Ain't Got You, Babe." I had the biggest crush on Alicia Alicia Keys growing up. I love her. I love she, her. She's got just a great voice. I, there was a couple times last night I was like, that didn't, it didn't quite sound like like she'd gotten to that note. Yeah, she was like like she was kind of just meh, kind of just there. But she has just got a phenomenal voice. Well, and she and Usher had great chemistry in their performance together. But I, I thought that the production value of Usher's Super Bowl halftime was great. I mean, they started out, he was dancing on the field for a while, came out on roller skates at one point. That was the part where I went, wow. The choreography, and I'm no choreographer, but I'm telling you, uh, I know people who are and how hard that stuff is. And to do it on roller skates, yeah. not, not roller blades. This is old school Kate skating rink. Roller skates. Prize roller rink. It yeah, always fair. amazes me when these people can perform live, and it's like there's no wasted movement. Like, yeah. they, they don't lose their breath while they're dancing really fast. Yeah. It's like every single thing is so fluid that they know how to conserve their energy so that they can perform the entire show. Well, it's, it's just it's like aerobic exercise. Yeah. You know, you get to the point where singing and dancing together, it's one of the hardest things in the world. You know, the and you have to get your body in, in great physical shape to, to be able to do it, to be able to support your singing while so, dancing. So you're listening to us, 704-570-1110. Where, does, where did that halftime performance stack up for you? Did you like it? I happen to think that Usher is the closest thing we have as a performer to Michael Jackson since Michael Jackson. Well, he had a little glove on last night, yeah. too, which I, I felt like was a little wink, a little tribute to Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, just just paying homage to Michael Jackson a little bit. But it was I, I enjoyed the halftime show. He can dance, and I loved watching him dance. I loved watching his dancers dance. I could have done without the pole dancers. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this was as good as Michael Jackson. I don't even think this is in my top five of halftime performances, but it's not in my bottom five either. Like, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. To me, it's always Michael Jackson and Prince. And I also loved Dr. Dre and Eminem and oh, Snoop Dogg. I loved so. that halftime show. But yeah. I loved when Bruno Mars yep, he was, was in the too. halftime show. He's another one who can sing and dance, and it just seems effortless. So, uh, what did you think of last night? We'll talk about some of the, the game itself and the ads as well. Super Bowl 58 is in the rear view. Las Vegas! Where my bad girl's at? Bad girl. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. News Talk 1110 WBT. Tie Boy Studio, Monday after the Super Bowl. Thanks to David Oakley from Boone Oakley Advertising who called in last hour talking about Super Bowl ads. I love that guy, and I love the ads that he brought up and why he loves them. 
Uh, I want to revisit one thing he said, which I thought was pretty cool uh, last hour. Wasn't even thinking about this. I'd ever seen. But let me ask you guys something about speaking of like Mr. T. I mean, WBT, how did you guys both get your like initials into the call letters for the station? <laughs> well, how it took us about that? a about 101 years, David. <laughs> We've been looking at, working on this one for a long time. <laughs> well, we, now, we, that is brilliant. Well, we, we sat and kind of looked at you one day when we saw this was kind of going in the direction it was going and said, wait a minute, you know, this is... This could this could be it's huge. Meant to be it was meant to be T. Look at you! You just read another tagline for us. Whoa. Now see, that's why we have you on because we thought we'd come up with something good. Now you just took it next level. Yep. It you was... just you just boon you just boon Oakley'd our uh, our logo and our slogan. It was meant to be T. Yep. Good morning, BT. It was meant to be T. <laughs> How's everybody doing on a Monday? I am uh, fantastic, although I did stay up to watch the Super Bowl, so the alarm felt very, very early uh, this morning. But you you guys know this. I watched the Super Bowl for the halftime show and for the commercials and for any random Taylor Swift sighting, which there were a few, but there weren't a ton. They they had her first – the first Taylor Swift sighting was during Post Malone's um, America the Beautiful, and she and uh, Blake Lively were – swaying back and forth kind of arms around each other in a hug which i'm never mad at i'm never mad at anybody hugging in public uh but that was the the first taylor swift moment and then uh, after that a couple of couple of couple of taylor swift sightings and then at the end of course you couldn't see her but she got tackled by pretty much everybody who was in the suite with her when the uh, chiefs pulled it out at the very end of the game so the the Chiefs win third Super Bowl in five years, twenty five to twenty two. It was a great. I mean, if you stayed up, I fell asleep, uh, started the fourth quarter, then woke up and kind of squinted and realized that the screen said OT. I went, oh, wait a minute, I got to watch the end of this. So, so I, did. I had a question about that. I should have asked David this, David Oakley, this question because they went into overtime. Were the commercials that were slotted for that time? Did they get cheaper? rate because it wasn't technically supposed to be Super Bowl ad time and but they still got Super Bowl exposure because those are the people that lucked out well and and if you because I watched some of those and they were repeats so I wonder if uh, if you pay a, a certain premium that you'll get a repeat if there is overtime then I also wonder if there are advertisers that are like on standby for an airline like if something becomes open yeah so you have an ad and you pay a lesser price and it may not get played but it, you may get lucky and it does you may get lucky well the other thing that I thought was interesting and this is always how you know that a network it believes in a show they were highly promoting this new show called Tracker on CBS with Justin Hartley, <laughs> which uh, you guys are looking at me like, what? Am but, I supposed to know who Justin Hartley yes, is? Yes, he was Kevin on This Is Us. He was, oh, yeah, that! I've seen, I've seen him before. No, I've never watched This Is Us. You have not watched This Is Us? The only thing I know about This Is Us is my wife used to watch it. She loved the show, but I know that uh, they had... This is what, maybe 10 years ago? Uh, this Is Us got the prime NBC. When NBC had the Super Bowl that year, uh, NBC had the had the, the, the or, or This Is Us had the spot after the Super Bowl. And it was that episode where the crock pot caught on fire. And ever since then, I've been, I think about it every time we cook something in the crock pot. I think about it every time, too. And yeah. spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched <laughs> This Is Us yet. Well, it was like a decade the ago. The crock pot so. catches on fire, guys. But how? <laughs> crazy that Justin Hartley has gotten two series that were Super Bowl post-Super Bowl series because this was the series premiere of Tracker last night and they were promoting it all during the Super Bowl 
And they did the same thing with This Is Us. And one of the Friends episodes was like one of the biggest. Yeah. That it was called The One After the Super Bowl. Well, and remember a couple of years ago, I guess it was 2022, NBC had the Olympics and they had the Super Bowl. Yes. So the Olympics came on right after the Super Bowl. That was 2016. No, I think it was 2022. Oh, well, it was 2016 as well. Did they do the same thing then? Yeah, yeah. because because um, I, I was at the Olympics oh. that year for 2016, but I was also supposed to be at the Super Bowl because the Panthers were in the Super Bowl, but my my mother was dying at the time, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't be there for the, the Super Bowl itself, but was watching Fred Shropshire cover it on TV. Well, it's also the same year that you talked to me beside the... Uh, the, uh, the dumpster. The dumpster, yeah. Yeah, it's how we met. That's how this all started. It was meant to be tea. It was meant to be tea. See how we brought that... Full circle there? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Hey, by the way, if you're wondering where <laughs> if you're wondering where Mick Mulvaney is, um, Mick Mulvaney uh, got his, his uh, schedules crossed, and uh, he is not able to be here today. He will be back next Monday, and uh, we obviously have a lot to talk to him about, so I'm going to see if we can't uh, link up with him before the end of the week. But he had uh, some changes in his schedule, so he is not with us where he normally is today. And I know there's a ton of political headlines for us to talk about, so I apologize for that, but we'll get him back on ASAP. So. Yeah. And by the way, uh, Nikki Haley will join us in the 8 o'clock hour on Wednesday. So we've got a big political week ahead and some other candidates for some of the lower offices. <laughs> News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth here. Monday morning, Ty Boyd Studio, as the man just said. So we were talking the other day about the uh, Apple Vision Pro, mm-hmm. and you know they uh, the Vision Pro went uh, mainstream. It went uh, on the market. You could buy it as of what Friday, uh, not this past Friday, but a week ago Friday. Um, it was might- it that far ago? It was that long ago. Or, when did it go on sale? Or maybe it was my, I think it, yes, uh, yes, because I drove, <laughs> yes, because I famously drove past the Apple store. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I thought you were about to tell me that you drove to the store to get one now. Nope, drove past no, the drove store. drove past it. Yeah, that was that day. <laughs> yep, that was the day that I drove past the store um, when I was headed to, I was at Burkdale, and I didn't realize they had an Apple store there now. And now you know. And now I know. So the Vision Pro retails for around $3,500. You Which know. is not a that's a that's just, not cheap. Just under your you know some under your sofa. You dig in your cushions. Yeah, you can find it. The Apple Vision Pro. So I, I kind of put the put the word out here on the fifty thousand watts. I said, uh, Hey, anybody tried this yet? Anybody bought one? Anybody know anybody who bought one? I'm just curious because it's going to have to go down in price before yours truly is going to invest in one of these. I think I need to know the reason for it. Too. I mean, it's kind of when the iPad first came out, too. I was like, what is mm-hmm. this? It's like a giant phone that doesn't call people. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, and you don't want to be on the op- the first round of these things, exactly. right? You want the bugs to be worked out. Mm-hmm. You want the user experience to be better. But little did I know, I met somebody this weekend who has the Vision Pro. Went out and bought it. No way. And I started talking to him about it. And I said, so, I said, we did a whole segment on the radio or tried to. See if anybody would call in who'd, who'd used, used these or even been, like, in proc- in, in, who knew somebody who had, and nobody called. Yeah. Now, I know that doesn't mean that nobody out there, some people don't have time to call. I get it. But uh, usually, when, if, if something, we can gauge how popular something is by how many calls we will get. It's, it's not an indicator of everybody that's out there, but it's an indicator of sort of an inexact scientific poll, right? Did, did this guy like 
the because he's the only one I have heard of yeah. who actually has one. Because I asked around, nobody that I knew was buying them. Nobody did he say, "Hey, this is really cool." I basically live in a three hundred and sixty degree view of my phone now. He said he thinks it's a game cha- game changer long term. He says right now he thinks it's too big. Uh, it's too clunky. Oh. But he said when you put them on, it really is. He said that the way the problem right now is that uh, the the apps, the user apps aren't there aren't enough of them that are designed for that specific it's thing. Like when the first iPhone came yeah. out, it was designed for apps and there were like three apps. But now there are a billion of them. So I'm guessing that this is the next thing that the tech boom people are going to jump on. So I said, so what do you use it for? So be, as best I can understand, when you put it on, it's like you're. Your desktop on your phone. Yeah, it's like you're in your phone. Your home screen is sort of in your, just in your world, world of vision. It's just floating around you. And he said, yes, that's true. He said, the real game changer so far has been FaceTime. He said, when you FaceTime somebody with this on, it feels like you're there. Oh, that, see, that creeps me out a little bit. Like, if somebody's FaceTiming me, because, you know, when it's on the phone... <laughs> This is such a terrible thing because people FaceTime you at the most inopportune times. It's when you're like hanging out in your sofa and your hair's greasy and you're just in a bun and you have your glasses on. And it's totally fine. I'll answer the FaceTime. Like I have no issue with doing that at all. But it, when it, it, but it's on a tiny little phone screen, mm-hmm. you know? But if you're zoomed in and you feel like you're sitting right beside him, I feel like I'm going to have to like start showering to take a FaceTime. <laughs> well, <laughs> and he said the audio is it's spatial audio. And he says, so when you're listening to something, it feels like it's surround sound as opposed to something that's in front of you or, or coming from just one place. So he said the, the FaceTime part of it has been the part of having the Vision Pro that really sort of is a game changer. Now, I said... My problem with it is, is everybody, because that's the big funny thing is if you don't have the Vision Pro, you at least have seen the videos of people who do, who are like typing on a on a keyboard that's not there. Yeah. And you have this visions of, of, of everybody eventually having these and bumping into each other and right, these masks. We're not living in the real world. We're living in a re- virtual real world. And I, I just, I mean, I, I, if I, if I'm going, if I want somebody to feel like they're right there with me, I should go see them. And have them actually right there with me. And not pay $3,500. Well, you could probably fly to like well, yeah. Seattle and see your bud in Seattle for that yeah. amount, you know? So um, so he said the, the FaceTime is pretty cool. He said when you watch a movie, it's like you're in the theater. And I think that's a cool concept. Or watching a sporting event and sort of feeling like you're there. But you're alone in there. You're alone in your glasses. You're not sitting with your love bug. You're not like with your pals. You're not experiencing something with somebody. You're alone. You're oh, alone. I, I agree there. with you. I was okay with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie part of it, yes. But don't you kind of want to, I guess you could hold somebody's hand, but then they'd have to have the goggles, too. And then there you've just spent $7,000 to go watch a movie by yourselves together. I think it also has to do with, uh, you know, if, if you are somebody who who who. Uh, can't be somewhere like you can't travel like if you're uh you know disabled or something or you you, you can't go certain places mm. and this ends up being your way to go okay then maybe that that is a a link that uh would be some sort of game changer but if all things are equal like you're talking to nothing's yeah. going to substitute from actually going in person right I, and i'm worried i'm really worried that we're going to isolate ourselves more and more and more because of technology because we're already seeing problems with people feeling lonely and people having um issues with sadness 
sadness and loneliness and depression because of the phone, because we're constantly in our phones and not engaging with each other. And studies show you need at least four hugs a day to survive. And you can't hug a virtual reality app. You need person-to-person hug contact. You need four a day? Is that, did you just make that so? No. Just to live. You need four a day to survive. You will die. If you want to have really positive mental health, you need 12. You need 12 hugs a day. I personally am, am providing mental health support by <laughs> hugging people. Why are you pointing at Tommy? <laughs> I don't know. Tommy's nodding. So, I'll, okay, hug you, okay, Tommy. You. I'll hug you, Tommy. So we found somebody. I found somebody who actually has the Apple Vision Pro. Yes. As we're going to the news here, this is one of our uh, daily, not daily, but we do this at least once a week, uh, where we sort of uh, do the, the crowdsourcing. Has anybody else seen or done this? And we have another category of that. Yes. Do you want me to tell you what it is or do you want me to tease you when you guys hang on? Because I think somebody out there has used it and I need to know. There's got to be somebody, but I don't think anybody in this room has done it. I would never use this. But I will tell you, that day that I was driving past the Apple store at Burtdale, there was a lady who needed it. She needed it because she blocked traffic. Well, I've seen I've seen people doing it, and I wondered, are they using that to do it? Oh. Now, I can't imagine ever. Like, I won't even do this because I'm so bad at it. I just oh. don't do it. Like, See, if, if, if we ride along and there's a... There's, there's a it's there's, there. There's said thing there. Yeah. I will ignore it. No, see, I love to do it. Really? I do it all the time because I like the challenge. Oh, wow. How do we even know each other? <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back, we'll tell you what we're talking about, and we want to know do you if do it? you have done it or have you seen somebody else do it. Hmm. The plot thickens. Good tea. <laughs> News Talk 1110 WBT. So... You were listening earlier. You're wondering what's the thing that we said. Well, I'm not going to speak for everybody because apparently Beth's much better at this than me. But I don't even try this because it's just uh, I just know it's not going to end well. But you said you said that you wondered if anybody out there does this by letting their car do it for them. Exactly. How many of you out there a have the self park feature on your car and b how many of you actually use the self-park feature to parallel park your car? I don't have it on my car, but I'm going to 100% tell you if it was on my car, I would never press that button ever. Not once. No, see, that's where I fall into the category. I don't have it in my car. I barely have uh, the automatic windows in my car. But in, in, in my car, <laughs> if I had that, I would not trust my car to do it. Right. I just, I don't know if I could, I just don't think I could take... The training wheels off, and and I guess I would have to, because. But here's the thing: if you test it and then it doesn't work, then you can't undo that, right? Because it's not. I mean, I guess you could test it when there aren't cars around, but then, <laughs> like, what's the point? Because it would be very easy to park if there weren't cars around. Before the break, I was saying that I was at Burkdale the other day, and I really wish that this woman had had the button because she pulled in and out of that parking space. It felt like 106 times. Wait, let me clarify what I just said. I understand that you could test it with no cars around. I understand that's possible. What I meant was if the only opportunity was to test it with cars around, I would not try right, that. Right, because then if you hit the cars, then there you go. You are, you're, 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 I didn't hit the imaginary car. Sure, <laughs> it's premiums just went up. But I, I, so some people I feel get nervous parallel parking, especially, especially if 
there if you're like at a curbside restaurant or there are people or you have a line of car like this woman at Burkdale behind you and she but she never gave up she kept pulling out and trying again and she would go straight in she was perpendicular to that darn sidewalk <laughs> every time that she pulled into that car but this lady but this lady was was doing it herself or well, i was... hope so because if that if she was pressing the button that thing really didn't work <laughs> i or, was wishing she had a button for her sanity so i want to know somebody who who because i know there are people i even have a hard time trusting the, the back camera like I, my car doesn't have that, but my son's car does. Yeah. You know the rear camera, yeah. and I still have a hard time trusting that. Well, I can't. the The camera hurts my brain, and I'm not sure why. Because I, I feel like it messes with my dyslexia or something. I, 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 I it messes with my brain. <laughs> but come on, seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. I want to know. I want to hear from somebody who uses the the uh, autonomous. Parking button. Uh, parking button. But And here's why we're bringing this up, because according to a new report uh, by Bloomberg, Ford's COO told a listening audience in one of their earnings calls last week that Ford is actually ditching the active park assist button, which is, of course, a feature that people, when it first came out, were like, oh, it's amazing. It was one of the features of the commercials. But they're ditching it because he says that very, very few people actually use the feature so they're no longer even going to put it in the cars because nobody was using it they should do that with the auto start too when a lot of these cars where the, the car st- one? no where the car stops when you hit the brake and oh. the engine shuts off until you release the brake okay so my car has this not the auto park feature but has that feature it's like the eco feature yeah and have you ever gotten to a stoplight where you stop but it turns green before you come to a complete stop, and then you take your foot off the brake, and your car won't go. Mm-hmm. I turn the auto start off on my car. I actually have a button where I can press I it, disengage too. it. It's kind of annoying, but I have to disengage it every single time I get in the car. Mm-hmm. But I, I wish they just take it mm-hmm. out. I have a family member who had a car that did that, and I wasn't used to it, and I couldn't figure out why every time I pulled up to a stoplight, they would, it would turn off. I'm like, what <laughs> you is didn't it going? Know why? Why yeah. is it doing this? This is this is almost a brand new car. This is, shouldn't be doing this. And then I realized it's by design, mm-hmm. you know. It's but so I used to drive a gas. stick shift when I was in high school, so I'm used to doing the clutch thing. And I, but I, the car when you didn't hit the clutch right would pop off, yep. like it would turn off. Yep. So you, so that's what it felt. Like, but I'm like, this like is a not stall. A, this is not a uh, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. A stall. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this this car is not a. This is a straight. This is a automatic. It shouldn't be stalling. And then yeah. then I heard it's like a energy conservation. Yeah, measure. it's like an eco friendly thing. Well, they make it so you have to tick down to a certain number of times that you've used it, and then you have to get it replaced. Like it's on a clock. Oh. So they charge you every single like they'll charge you to get it fixed, and you have to go to a certain dealership. But it's it's on like a timer. So as it, it like counts down, let's just say 10. So when you've used it 10 times, the light will come on and you have to go to your dealership to get it replaced. It's because the light won't go off otherwise. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So are we to assume that uh, Charlotte Charlotte doesn't like the autonomous parallel parking? Yeah, because no one is calling us. But, I mean, and Ford must be onto something because they, the COO said last week they are taking it off of their cars because no one is actually using it. I just want to hear from somebody who has. Who has, and it worked, and, it, it, and did it make you just want to go, oh! But I love to parallel park. So I don't know that I wouldn't use it because I love to parallel park. Why? I, I love the challenge. I love. <laughs> I'm with you, Beth. It's like a science. You pull up. I figured out exactly in my car. I know oh the dimensions gosh. of my car like the back of my hand. I know exactly where I need to pull up. And if I can see the uh, the car that's in, in front of me, if I can see the, the, the door handle in my window, I know that I'm at the right spot. I back up. 
and I know when to turn my wheel to get right into the spot. And I love trying to get close enough to the curb without scratching my my hubcaps, which I have scratched my hubcaps. My hubcaps are scratched or wheels or whatever they're called nowadays. But uh, you've curbed your tires. I've before? curbed my tires. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Beth. Because that's how close I got. That's how close I was to the curb. I was kind of proud. So it, is that like a like when you scratch your hubcaps? Is that like a, a to me, it was a point of pride. I was about to say a pride scar. <laughs> Although you shouldn't, you shouldn't be that close. <laughs> uh, real quick, Kirk's on line one. Kirk, uh, do we find somebody who actually does this on a regular basis? Hi, Kirk. Hey, no, uh, actually, I was going to comment that. Uh, well, my car—I drive a forty-year-old Mercedes, and I know how to parallel park. But yes, uh, it reminds me what you're talking about—the Super Bowl commercial years ago as an Audi commercial making fun of a Lexus that had that technology. Is when his technology first came out. And then the Audi ran a, ran a commercial during the Super Bowl uh, where it zoomed right into a parallel spot. And it's like, for car, cars for people who know how to park. Oh! <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. It was maybe 20 years ago. Oh, <laughs> Audi was trolling on Lexus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Kirk. Yes. Peace. And Audi 5000. <laughs> <laughs> So Christian emails us, gmbtshow at wbt.com says, Oh no, I'm not a fan of all these automatic safety features and conveniences. I just don't trust them. For the record, I'm still driving my manual transmission 2008 Honda Civic, 403,000 miles. Well done, Honda. Can can we just get a clap for that? Yes. My goodness. That's awesome. Uh, Let's see, he goes on to say the only automatic feature it has are (laughs) the windows. (laughs) Honestly, it's not that I don't don't trust the features. It's just one more thing to break. When I buy a car, I want a car, not a computer. I get it. I get it. Says when I drive my mom's car, I don't even trust the backup camera. I agree with you there. Uh, I find myself still turning around to look like a normal person. I actually even get out of the car. <laughs> just go look. I'm like, I'm completely like just Aww. making this thing obsolete. You're he so says, cute. I'm not looking forward to having to buy a new car for myself, forced to pay all those feature, pay for all those features that I don't even want that will just lead to more expensive repairs in the future. Call me mundane. Call me a Luddite. I don't care. I'm cheap. I actually enjoy driving a car and not having it drive me. Cheers. <laughs> I know. I Christian. love that he said it. Cheers. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, uh, he definitely uh, is not in the category of having um, done the, the self. I'm with him. I kind of, I'm kind of worried about this younger generation. If their car does everything for them, they're not going to know how to do all the things they need to know how to do on their car. Well, enough of that generation. Look who's on the line. 704-570-1110. Why am I saying that? He knows the number. He actually has the the back door line. Because he is the Waniac, Wayne Troutman, back on the show. I love beach music. How you doing, Waniac? Uh, good morning, Bo and Beth and Tommy and Bernie and well, Zoki I heard on the phone, so he's not there. But yeah, <laughs> good morning, everyone. So, so you felt, compel- felt compelled to weigh in on this one. Well, I think I've got it on my car, and well, probably the first five or six months, I didn't know how or what I trusted using it. So, one, but once I started using it, I found it so easy and so good. It's a two-year-old Cadillac, but pretty well equipped. But the thing that I love to do, if you go to a place like uh, Burkdale where they got angle parking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously you don't need it to pull in, but you can set it to back end to angle parking. 
It'll back into one of those places. And you trust it, Dad. Like, you press the button and you let go of the steering wheel, and you're not thinking, oh, my gosh, it's going to wreck this car against the car next to me. No, that's the way I felt the first time I used it. I really did. But once I got used to it, it's uh, so simple and so easy. So how does it parallel park? Like, does it tell you, keep pulling up, keep pulling up, now press button, and then it goes? Like, is it like the thing at the car wash, you know? Well, like you said a while ago, I pull up where the doors are even, then I press the button and let go, and it, it does it. It just, I mean, I, it's, it's simple. I have this uh, if this vision in my head of your dad driving in his car, talking to him, going, nice job, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Way to park the car. Now, I'd like it if my car complimented me when I parallel parked. I don't need it to park for me, but I'd love for it to say, good job, Beth. <laughs> So well, you know, the, like the last caller, they said they like to drive the car. Oh, I love that too. But I, yeah, I drove lower, lower level NASCAR for ten years, and so I've had a chance to drive the car. I, now I'm letting the car drive me. <laughs> well, all right. I didn't expect this to be the call that uh, was weighing in on it, but I'm ha- I'm happy that you called. So would you rec- like? Are you in the mode now? Like you'd never buy a car again that doesn't have this? It's not the one of the top features, but if it has it, it's an asset. Okay. okay. So right. would you pay a little more knowing the car had this? Well, probably the type of car I like to drive is probably going to have it anyway. So I guess I don't buy a Ford anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're getting rid of it. They're letting it go. I, I know. I heard that. But, but yeah, I would, actually, I would recommend it, especially if anyone has problems with their turning their neck around to see that back. As you get older, your neck gets stiffer. It's really good for you. You know, when you get older, and you can you just sit there and let it do the work, and it does it perfectly. Okay. Did you hear that? It'll, uh, tell, you if the place, it'll tell you if the place is too small for you too. <laughs> Did you hear what we have in the works? Did you hear that uh, if we come back and see you this year, we might uh, have have something about a, a band in the works? Did Beth tell you about this? I have not told no, him. I didn't hear that yet. Gosh, that sounds great. All right, I wanna, I'm going to lay a little something on you. This may be a preview of this summer. Okay, here we go. Oh, Thurston wow. Howell. The official yacht rock band of Good Morning BT with Beauregard and Bethany. <laughs> I was tired. Of <laughs> we uh, I heard them the other day on the show. They were fun. So uh, we, we're in talks with them about uh, something. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, about later this summer. We can't talk much more about that. In fact, I've probably said too much. But I wanted to kind of give you the inside so you can start preparing. Yeah, it's just between us, well, Dad. <laughs> got it. All just right. between us. Okay. Exactly. Listen, well, thanks for taking my call. And I always enjoy talking to you. And I'll recommend it to anybody, especially people who have trouble turning their neck to get turned around. It works great. Well, great. if it's good enough for the Waniac, it's good enough for me. Darn too. Darn too. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. That's the Waniac, Wayne Troutman, father of Beth Troutman, good friend of the show. Yep. And uh, David. David's a good friend of the show. If he can do this in about 30 seconds. Hi, David. Hey, I tell you what my issue is. I got an O2 Forerunner, which has nothing, which is, I'm fine with that. But then my wife has a newer car that has all these features on it, and I love the adaptive cruise control. The problem I have is I get used to those things. I get back to my Forerunner, and I forget it doesn't have them. And then I'm like, oh, I got to realize I got actually got to pay attention. Yep. Like, I'm, like I've almost hit people and almost changed lanes and hit people. Oh, oh man. Because I, I, I forgot car and driving doesn't have those things. Oh, because it trains you. The cars are training us 
They're training us yeah. to be dependent upon them. That's right. Then when I get into my old car, I, sometimes I kind of forget that I don't have those features. But I do love the adaptive cruise control. That's the best thing that ever came up with. There you go. David, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. I have a new slogan. The Waniac puts the W in WBT. Ah. <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because it was meant to BT. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.